You're listening to Birth of a New Earth. My name is Janice Barcello. I'm your host for this show here at Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm asking everybody out there to understand that we are totally listener-supported here. So if you would be so kind as to reach into your your generous hearts and whatever you have in your pockets or your wallet to please extend a hand to keep the information flowing and keep us keep us going so that we can keep you informed of the things that are important. So today I have Ayo Kamathi back on my show. Very much looking forward to interviewing him. Uh, for those who don't know who Ayo is yet, he is somebody that's written a book called Jews Are the Problem. And what makes Ayo unique is that he has a black nationalist background, but his understanding of the Jews as being the core of the problem has brought him around to a desire to unite blacks and whites and people of all races to stand against the Jew, who we, we most of us now understand are causing uh, most of the problems on our earth. So, Io, I'm glad to have you back. Welcome to the show. I can't hear you. Thank I don't you. There you are. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> Glad to be back. I look forward to the conversation and dialogue. Yeah. Did you, um, did I explain your, your origins well enough, or did you want to add something to who you are and what you're about and what you're doing? Uh, I mean, I think you did a good job. I'm a social architect. Uh, as she said, I come from a black nationalist, pan-African background, and basically I still agree with the traditional concepts of it, uh, but those particular uh, idea sets or ideologies have not taken a firm position with man and woman, and I'm very definitive with that, so I no longer claim those, but <clears throat> at the same time, uh, the basic premise of black people doing for ourselves and being independent, I still believe in. And we're now, I'm moving forward with a concept that I think, uh, and a lot of people are, are, are liking this, because what, I, what I've seen is now that we've recognized that it's no way to hide it now because they're committing genocide against everybody. Now that we recognize the Jew is an isolated problem for everyone, with maturity, those of us who are even extreme in our positions, I, I tend to be extreme in my position for black people. But what I'm noticing is now that we can clearly see the Jews are the problem, the white people who are clearly, definitively extreme in their positions about whiteness, we have a lot in common from the perspective of we're both extreme, we want it for <laughs> ourselves and our own people, and we both recognize Jews are the problem. So now what we need is the bridge. And the bridge is how do people who essentially don't particularly care for each other work it out so they can deal with a common problem. And so we created something I, I created called cooperative nationalism. What that means is it's very general. 
I respect the fact that you're white. You believe that you should exist. You should have white women, white men, and white children and continue to exist. You have to respect the fact that I'm a black man. I believe we should have black women and black children and black families. We should cease to exist. You could be a Christian and believe in your Christian foundation. You could be a Muslim. Whatever your foundation is, as long as it's not no gay foundation or it's not no satanic stuff, and not with the Jews, you have your own context. We respect that. We don't have to agree with it, but we all have the same problem with the same folks that are destroying the children and civilization. And so with cooperative nationalism, we can peacefully coexist in different spaces. That's, that's, that's our concept. And with that, we think we've been able to work with a lot of people are jumping on board with this around the world. We're talking like this, and it's pretty exciting. Well, so is there a, uh, an organization forming? What we're doing is we're talking like kind of what you and I do on a regular basis. And we're talking towards the the first thing I think we'll end up doing will probably be an event. Because what happens is that breaking of the ice, we've done it verbally. Like you and I talk. I talk to I talk to Nazis. I talk to uh, white conservative Christians. I talk to just different people. I talk to Buddhists. I got a Buddhist that I talked to. Great interview. I didn't know, but the the Jews have actually taken over Buddhism and now are promoting abortion, which was never accepted in Buddhism. And the committed Buddhists are having to fight the Jews in Buddhism. So you, you, you said something earlier about black nationalists not taking a stand on male female relations. So are they supporting transgenderism or what's happening with the black nationalist people? Uh, it's, we were, def- well, let me say it this way. Traditionally, as black people, just generally, even outside of black nationalism, we were just always hostile towards homosexuality. There was pedophilia going on in our community, but it couldn't be public. You know, somebody would get killed in our community. That's how when I grew up, I mean, you would get killed if you were known to molest children. Uh, so it was so much of a general hostility towards it. We didn't have to say anything. Everybody just knew it. But as it became more prominent, I just assumed being black nationalist, Pan-African, that the position was because it's against our culture that we're all against it. I fought that for 20 years and realized I'm not going to win this fight. I can't change. If people don't want to take a position, there's a reason. And it's not that they all are homosexual, but either they're scared or not prepared to fight it or whatever the case may be. It's not worth holding on to something that's not going to stand for what needs to be fought against today. So I'm, I'm more saying that it is not only not taking definitive stances against this, but there's a bunch of homosexuals that are involved in Pan-Africanism and black nationalism. And so it has lost what it had for me that gave it its strength. That's very interesting. <laughs> now, I know this is coming out of left field, <laughs> I.O., uh, but no. this is up for me. And, you know, when we're talking about people needing to take a stand. I wonder what the black community feels about circumcision. Now, keeping in mind that you are part of American black community, I know Africans are very involved in circumcision, um, and I know that the United States has been attacking its infant boys just like Israel does. I think in Africa it happens much later. Is there 
what is the reality for an American black community with respect to this topic? I don't think uh, it's much of a topic that I that I'm aware of. And the the main re- is a couple of reasons. One, I think it's become so standardized that it's just standard in most of our thinking. But also, for the people who know the culture and the history, we go back to Kemet. We go look at the ancient Kemetic or Egyptian civilizations. Uh, they were African civilizations, and even on the walls in Kemet, that was part of some of the traditional things that were done. So it's kind of the Jews take everything and pervert it. So, you know, you get Mazitza Pape, well, they're doing circumcision, but they're sucking the blood out of a penis. It's like, that's not anything that I know anybody black would be involved in. And so they kind of pervert things. Uh, so I don't think our people even see that deep into it. I think it's kind of just kind of something we've accepted at this point. So it's very common in the black, in the American black community to be circumcised as a man. Uh, absolutely. Well, as a child, before you get, you know, yeah, and really as a baby, yeah. As a baby, yes, because you're in America. Okay, I, I, I'm wondering about that because, you know, I have a sense that the black, the black race in America is more antagonistic toward the medical establishment or less trusting, shall I say, of of medicine and many other organizations <laughs> that have kind of run people's lives in this country. So I wondered, this came up for me last night in a conversation with a friend who, of course, is circumcised. He's a white man and um, in his 70s, and this hellish nightmare started in this country uh, thanks to the Jewish takeover of the medical establishment. But it's not part of white heritage to attack the genitals of a younger person and certainly not an infant and I don't know if you know this Ayo but in in Egyptian culture it was for purposes of creating a slave that they did this this is not that's not accurate my research into this, which I wrote about in my birth trauma book, indicates that that is accurate. This is a, um, why do you think the Egyptians did it? Let me ask you that. Circumcision in Africa is part, generally speaking, of a rites of passage process that's been going on for thousands of years. So, it's it's part of a whole spiritual tradition and culture that goes it predates anything Jewish. It predates even the word Jew. It predates the Hyksos invasion. Uh, we, we, it, it, it had nothing to do that the idea that Egypt had slaves is false. And it's, 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 it's um, again, it's a, it's a Jew thing. African people created things that existed before there was a Jew. When the Jews stole our tradition and history. The only way that they could put themselves in history is to make themselves be slaves. They can't say that they were born there in Africa. So they had to find a way to insert themselves somewhere they had nothing to do with. Uh, when you go to Kemet, uh, what they call Egypt today, and you look at the statues showing how the pyramids were built, you can see the masons out there and the way that it was being done. You can clearly see these are workers and engineers and architects. And that it, you know, it had nothing to do with any slavery. That's a complete Jewish myth. 
uh, that they've made up for the purpose of creating this idea that they're somehow chosen. It's just not it's just not true. Okay, so what do you think as a rite of passage, what purpose does this genital mutilation serve? I'll say it this way. For me, knowing that it's a historical thing that I mean it's on the like I said, it's on the temple walls in Kemet, this is predates any Jewish uh presence there. First uh, the, the the old kingdom, um, it, whatever it is, it has spiritual value and significance because it's in the same place as talking about the, the dialectical law of opposites or what we call the, the 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 man and the woman as a balance, where we see no other place in the history of the world where you see the women being uh, perceived as having a place directly next to the man in the balance of life. It, it's, it's never depicted that way. Uh, Throughout any civilization. So it's part of the whole civilization or culture why they did it. I'm not right enough to say why they did it from back that in that time, but I know it predates anything having to do with Jews. Yeah, so <laughs> um, what I'm trying to get to is, you're right, it, this, this genital alteration in Afri- African cultures, some African cultures, they also alter the genitals of the female which the American population thinks is just horrifying, but perfectly fine to do to the infant boys. What I'm getting at is what is going on spiritually with this. This is, in my opinion, satanic ritual abuse. It's not an opinion. It's actually really that I've looked at so much research about what this is actually doing to male-female relations the impact that it's having long-term on the adult men. So it has tremendous spiritual significance in terms of uh, certainly breaking families apart because the bonding is interrupted as a result of the removal of the foreskin. So I know this is coming out of left field, but it's so important to me for people of all races to understand the significance of what we are doing when we alter the genitals, when we alter the creator's design, which is now happening on a grand scale through um, the mutation of our genetics, through radiation exposure, and also through the vaccinations, what's called vaccination. Okay, we are mutating the creator's design and interfering at the deepest level with mankind's ability to experience love in the way that he and she were designed to experience it. So having spiritual significance is right on. But we, like like you, Ayo, you just know that it's what's been done all along. It's the same thing with the Jewish people, right? They just know it's what's been done, and they keep doing it without understanding the significance of what they're doing. I would say this is where we would have a difference. And it kind of comes into what cooperative nationalism is about. We view it from a different angle. Because this is something that comes from my culture from a time that predates any European, Asiatic, Jew exposure, 
I don't have a problem with that. Now, I can say the female mutilation, that came from Arabs. That came into Africa through Islam. That wasn't something that was part of African culture. Doesn't have anything to do with our civilization. But it's been going on for hundreds of years. To that regard, I don't agree with it because it's not part of African civilization. For what our ancestors chose to do that, it will never agree on it simply because it's part of the history and culture that predates any of this stuff. And my ancestral culture was not satanic, so I just won't agree with it. But I don't think that it really matters because at the end of the day, none of that's going to stop what the Jews are doing. Like, So if we change it or we don't change it, the Jews are going to continue to do exactly what they're doing. I think that the focus needs to be, what are we going to do about these Jews who have created such a problem that we even have to have these different debates and disagreements? Because quite frankly, cultures do different things in their cultures different cultures won't agree with but it doesn't mean that we have to go kill each other and bomb each other to death it doesn't mean we have to try to turn your sons into somebody's daughters or take children and use them for sexual objects or crawl out of tunnels you know crawl out of tunnels with hidden tunnels with mattresses and bloody sheets and i mean we don't have to open borders so that different races can come and surround people in their countries and totally undermine none of that has to happen if we can deal with the jew we're going to disagree on some things but the jew is the real problem yeah but we're also a problem our consciousness is a problem it's a problem for our children and it's a problem for the well-being of the earth so yes, they are a problem. There's no question in my mind that we have to deal with them and that it's extremely important to come together to do that. And that's why I keep having you back because I think you're you're right on target with it. But there's also certain things that we are doing ourselves that are a problem. And circumcision being one of them, using wireless devices is another, just off the top of my head. Allowing ourselves to go into hospitals to give birth is a big problem. There's a lot of things that we're doing because we're under mind control and because we think it's normal in our culture. And so we should just go along with it and keep doing it. But I think it's time also to spiritually grow up in that in that arena and say just because our culture has been doing it doesn't mean we should continue it to do it. Because what we're doing is harming our children. Well, I mean, I don't disagree with that if there's something that's harmful. I particularly, being a circumcised black man, I don't see the relevance of the conversation because I don't see it being uh, problematic. We're not going to agree on it. And it's not really, to me, it's not really worth the discussion because ultimately I can talk about things that are destroying the community and it doesn't have anything to do with circumcision. Uh, taking boys and transitioning them to girls, that's not circumcision. That's butchering a child. Uh, taking a girl and chopping her breast off and telling her she could be a male and giving her steroids, that's destroying children. It's the birth of a new way on planet We welcome this new day on planet It's the birth of a new way on planet We welcome this new day on planet 
homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air. And 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Can you hear me? All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Ayo Kamathi um, talking about Jews are the problem. We have a caller from West Virginia. Chance, what would you like to say? Yes. Hello, folks. Can you hear me? Yep, can hear you fine. Okay. You know, you know you got the tribe taking a big dump in their britches when you talk about the races cooperating with each other to confront them. <laughs> you know that, don't you? I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, those psychos will be forced to throw their yarmulkes in the ring. And, you know, and I think we all know how the tribe will deal with that now, don't you? They'll create more government sponsored black-hating white groups and white-hating black groups. That seems to be their uh, M.O., isn't it? 
Absolutely. Yep, yep. So what is old is uh, is is uh, not new. In other words, yeah, that's exactly how they'll deal with it. But it's good to see people uh, uh, finally realize what they're up against. Unless the brain dead ones out here who don't, but there's no hope for them. But uh, you got a point there. Uh, we have to realize we got a common enemy, and we've got to put an end to it. And you know what really angers me? Conversations like this. What's that? I'm sorry. Did you just hear what I said? <laughs> I think I I thought I got disconnected. Oh, all right. Well, you're back. I'm back. Yep. I'm not, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, all right. Well, right. see, what angers me is nothing is going to happen. Uh, to Israel to put a stop to their genocide of the Palestinians. And you know what's even worse? Well, I don't know if it's worse, just as bad. Nothing will come out of those tunnels, neither. They'll cover that up, sweep it under the rug, too. I mean, it's about time people confront the enemy, you know, and don't let these impediments like government-sponsored hate groups, they'll throw it. You know, you're going to see them popping up. When we get too close to them, they'll start, you know, It'll pop up all over the place, like I said. Well, folks, God bless, and thank you for taking my call now. Thank you, Chance. So, Io, first of all, I just want to say real quick that Brother Nathaniel was on was on with Stu Peters the other day, and he said the tunnels are an absolute nothing burger. So if you listen to that interview, you'll understand Brother Nathaniel's perspective on that. Even though there's a lot of talk about the tunnels. Oh, God, we got so many callers. But, Io, before we take the callers, Nancy, I see you, and Dan, I see you after Nancy. Io, I want to know what you think is the next step to bring people together to actually, aside from talking like we're doing, how how do we take the next step? Okay, the first thing I'll say, <clears throat> and I want to mention something based on what the gentleman just said. It's already happening. The next step is called cooperative nationalism. So I'm going to give you a good example. Uh, Jason Whitlock, he's a black man. He has popular on the Internet, sports guy. He just had an interview with E. Michael Jones yesterday. Ah, that's great. Now they, now they pulled it. Now they pulled it. And E. Michael Jones didn't stop being who E. Michael Jones is. It's on YouTube now. But they pulled it off the Internet. And I think, uh, I don't know if he got threatened or whatever, he pulled it off. But I already got it, so I'm sending it out on Telegram. What is happening is the natural course of the necessity for people to organize and work together because of the threat. It's 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 happening organically and we got to continue it to happen. So that's what we got to do. And it got to go from like you said, from talking to let's have an organized meeting with the Gentiles where we discuss what we're going to do about the crisis of the international Jew. And once we break the ice and meet face to face, we're going to realize we can do this. And that's the next step. Right on. Do you want to take a, another call? Are you okay with that? Sure. Let's go. Okay. What do you mean, break in two minutes? Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. We Okay. We got a break in two minutes. So I, I'm going to, Nancy and Dan, if you can hold the line until we get back from the break, I'll take, we'll take you then. So, do you are you working with Dave Gahari IO to try to organize a meeting of some kind? Uh, it, w- it wouldn't be <clears throat> Dave and I because Dave and I have already done and produced in black and white.net. So we've 
together, we've already shown people what it looks like for cooperative national. We show what can what can we do when we come together? And I think it was I think it's one of the most outstanding products out there, really. Um, the next thing is I, I have to find the right group who is comfortable enough and bold enough to do this because it's never been done before where you physically have black people from a black nationalist background and then people from a white conservative nationalist background who are really the fighters, quite frankly, who are the most at odds on the normal circumstances, particularly the way that the society sets it to come together and say, let's talk about the Jewish problem. This has never been done before. I just need to find a person with the courage and the capacity and the facility and the right place to do it. And I haven't totally got there yet, but we're moving in that direction. Yeah, you might want to approach the National Alliance people. I don't know if they would move toward you or not, but, um, and I don't fully trust them to tell you the truth. They're science worshipers, uh, but they are a white nationalist group out of Tennessee. And, um, They've got some powerful men in that organization. We'll be right back after the break. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free raised which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures and you will really love the delicious nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. 
Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts work. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Okay, great. We're back. So let's take a couple of calls here real quick. Nancy in California, what did you want to share? I just have to say that I agree with... Um, oh, tell me, Keo? Is that your name? Io. Io. Io or Ayo? Io. Io, okay. I agree with Io when it comes to circumc- circumcision. And it's because my mother told me, she has a master's degree in nursing, she said that it is a cleaner way to be. If you have men that are in the military and they're not able to clean themselves and they're circumcised, they're going to fare better than men who are not circumcised. Also, I watched all the episodes that were done with Dave DeHarry, and the only thing that made me sad is that you guys start saying, you start the first episode saying, we want to be apart. We don't, and I don't even really understand that. I don't understand why there has to be a division between whites and blacks. I know that it's nice to preserve, um, you know, races and nationalities. It, and I know that just because the... Jewish community wants to destroy our identities and our, um, you know, our races, then I rebel against that. But I do have a sister who's married to a black man. He graduated from West Point. He's embraced. We have a big family, and there's not any conflict. We all get along, and we all love each other. So, so let's that's let all I Let's let Io respond to that, okay? okay. And then right. I want to respond to your comment about circumcision after Io responds. Yeah, first I'd like to say I really appreciate the way you uh, brought that to the table. I just like the spirit of it because it's genuine. I'll tell you where I, where my position on it. From an African perspective, as a black person, the amount of abuse that has occurred to our people from white people there's already a resentment there but there's also another piece to it it from from your perspective because you've accepted him and he's gone in that's looked at as a positive thing a blending from our perspective 
the whole introduction to America was black men and women be, being stripped from one another. And even though at that time it, it was unwilling, but it was forced in a relationships with white people. So it's it's been ripping us apart racially. And what we've been trying to do is get back to being racially cohesive and black men respecting black women and black women respecting black men and putting families back together. America has been destroying that. So as beautiful it is on your side, it's a horror on my side because that's another black man that could be with a black woman producing a black family, helping our community repair itself. So it's more along those lines from a black perspective. I guess somebody else white would have to talk about how they would feel. But for me, it is preferable if black people stay with our people, you all stay with each other. Then what happens It's easier if we are going to work with each other then we're not stepping over each other's cultural boundaries, our women, your women. And I think it's, I just think it works better. And let me say also, let me, let me add to this, that um, what we have on in America right now is extreme rage coming from the black community toward white people. I mean, white people are being attacked just punched out, leveled, you know, just out of nowhere. Okay, white civilization is under attack. And until we quell that rage, which has been Jew-inspired, it is not healthy for us to be living so close to each other. We need boundaries. We need our own cultures, as Io was saying. We need our own space. Diversity is not to our benefit. It is designed to destroy both the blacks and the whites and the integrity of our genetics. So, I... I gotta make I know that... that I, I'll just be real fast. I, I know this guy, he, used to, he was a translator, and he, one of the places he traveled on a regular basis was Africa, and he said that over there, they referred to, and I'm not saying that what the Jews did in selling them, or that, you know, we have to acknowledge also was black tribal chieftains, and they would capture men from competing tribes. So it's, you know, there's law on all tables, if you want to listen to Isaiah. But, um... Nancy, we have a bunch of other callers. I know, I'll be really fast. Let me just finish. Let me finish what I was going to say. The people over in Africa referred to the ones that were sold here as the blessed ones. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. So with respect to circumcision, I want to say, and Dan, I see you. I don't know if we're going to get to all the callers. There's several callers here. With respect to circumcision and the, and the, the lie that it's cleaner, okay, it doesn't really take much to use soap and water to clean the foreskin. Certainly the female genitals are much more difficult to keep clean than the male organ that includes a foreskin. That's number one. Number two, much research, including research straight out of the United States Navy, has shown that circumcised men have higher levels of sexually transmitted diseases. And the reason for this is because the foreskin is protective of the very vulnerable glands of the penis. And when the glands is exposed 24-7 to things like zippers, 
okay? It's very easy for a nick or a cut to happen to the glands of the penis, and then bacteria gets in and diseases occur. So circumcised men are more prone to sexually transmitted diseases. And not only that, the glands of the penis becomes calloused, and their sensitivity is reduced. It becomes calloused as a way to protect itself because the foreskin has been removed. There is nothing beneficial about removing a piece of the body that God has put there. And the, the idea that mankind can do something like that and improve on God's design is a satanic suggestion. Dan in Washington, what would you like to say? Uh, yeah, real quick, I, you know, uh, I had a few points. There's, you know, 1.5 billion Chinese and 1.5 billion Indians that seem to be okay without being circumcised. You know, so that, that cleanliness thing is is bunk. You know, it's uh, like you said, it's the natural way to be. If people want to do it and they're 18, I think it's fine. But give people a choice. You shouldn't for, uh, traumatize kids with that, right. uh, you know, right without on. them decision. Right uh, on. But That's I do, very well put. Thanks. And Io, uh, I do agree with Io that it happened before. I get all my history. I try, I've try. i been studying Roman and Greek and there's the the word history comes from Herodotus, and he writes about all the ancient peoples. I listened to the whole Herodotus, and it, it was about 500 BC. And he, he does mention there's a tribe of people who uh, circumcised themselves. And, but it's funny because he doesn't mention anything about Israel. You know, he mentions like Palestine and Ethiopia and Greece and all this stuff, but he. There's no mention of uh, King David or any of that. That's uh, right. You know, it's well, that's all, fine, you know. Like you said, Dan, that's fine. If you want to cut off a piece of your penis when you're 18, when you're an adult, have at it, guys. You know, chop away. Right. Don't you dare yeah, strap an infant to a torture board and cut off a piece yeah. of his penis before he's even had a chance to bond with his mother. This is evil. This is satanic yeah. ritual abuse, and it needs to and end. Anyway. I wanted to say thanks, too. Last night I watched General Patton, the, you know, the stupid TV version, but I Googled uh, Patton's letters to his wife about the slaughter of German civilians, and I and your, uh, your blog or something came up, A New Earth. Somehow it was attached to the Patton uh, letters, so you're getting out there, and I... I appreciate that. Um, so I just wanted to let you know, I, I was using Yandex browser. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Sorry, sorry about the noise there. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, it is the Jews and, and the, the slaughter of Palestinians is very similar to uh, what's going on, what happened in, in World War Two. They were just telling Patton to kill you know, 17-year-old boys and stuff and women and children. But it's... Okay, we got to anyway, move anyway, on. I'm kind of like, got distracted, but Jews are the problem. I agree with Io. And I agree with Io that the Confederacy was way more Jewish. I get tired of people saying 
Civil War wasn't about slavery. <laughs> so I agree with you there, too. Anyway, thanks a lot, and have a good day. Thank you, Dan. Io, did you want to respond to that? Uh, no, no, I think we uh, can go to another call if we got one. Okay. Chris, what, what would you like to share? Hi, Io. Um, Janice, uh, quickly, briefly mentioned that those tunnels beneath the Beth Bice, uh Chayino Synagogue in Brooklyn, some might think were, were for uh, needed for escaping if, if uh, they were ever attacked. Though, um, you know, notice also the baby high chair that was found there. So, uh, you know, you have a baby high chair, that's for sitting for extended periods. And, and uh, obviously, if you're going to want to escape, you don't want to have all that clutter in your way. Uh, but my main point is that is it more important to expose the outrages that are committed by the barbarians, whatever their ethnicity, or by guarding against their weapons and tactics, like their usurious currency and credit system? So I advise, as always, to participate, promote more equitable commerce media that you won't expect um, politicians to, uh, you can't wait for politicians to reform economics. So work in your community, build a, a unity in your community with things like community currency, barter networks, time banks, cooperatives, swap shops, and community gardens, because the colonialists are colonizing your pocketbook. And I ask, what's a better use of your valuable time? Is it things like reparations for past slavery uh, or fighting against the present slavery. If the present slavery is not defeated, what will you tell your children? I tried my best to um, get reparations for the descendants of slaves. Would you tell your children who, you know, those who were black and no other ethnicity is people calling for reparations are asking for, or even if they were successful in gaining reparations, would it be uh, the odious debt that this country grew as a result of that, you're getting the reparations. So um, it's easy to take out your frustrations uh, by financially and even physically attacking your fellow debt slaves, but it makes more sense to live in peace and to unify your own tribe, if not humanity, by participating and in promoting these more equitable commerce media. And I call into community-sponsored stations, which I encourage everyone to do to make points like this, like uh, left, they're always left leaning. Chris, uh, like Chris, Chris, can I can I ask you to, to sum up what you want to say? I think you've already yeah. said what you need to say. Yeah, because we got all well, the yeah. Players. Also, also to point out Nigeria being colonized by the bankster gangsters. The last two years, they're trying to enforce digital ID and enforcing digital currency while outlawing cash. So you point to that to see what the bankster gangster globalists, whether they be the Chinese or the BRICS taking over or the IMF whose dominance is declining along with the multinational corporations without allegiance to any okay, country. Please. And lastly, please. lastly, just Michael, Mike, people's outrage, their people's outrage is worn out and they cannot remember what's going on when they're given this information. So that's why I'm saying preserve your, your valuable creativity and your labor uh, look at Dr. Michael Nels, who's pointing oh, out. You know the what, research. Chris? Thank you, thank you for your commentary. We need to let Io respond. Okay, you, you yeah, said okay. a whole bunch <clears throat> of things, and we have very little time, and so many calls coming in right now. So, Let's, thank you, Io. Did you want to respond to anything Chris said? I uh, have to respond to Chris. I have to. This is the most important call that we've had. What's that? 
This is the most important call that we have had. Okay. I have to respond to it. Yes, All right. please. Here's the problem with Chris. If everybody listened carefully, he started off and did something very, very, it was very smooth how he did it, though. He says, why should we spend any time identifying who's causing the problems? Then he goes on, and as he's talking, then he starts identifying people. Oh, the Chicoms, the banksters. The, never once did he talk about the actual problem, though. So he's telling you in the beginning, we're not going to identify what the problem is. We need to talk about the problems themselves. We need to talk about and organize with our people. How are you going to organize if you don't know who you're fighting? See, it's very clever. What he essentially said is stop identifying the Jew who is the problem. Because once you identify the Jew as the problem, then everything else that he listed, even the Chinese who are being roped in by the Jews in the interest of uh, them replacing whites in white supremacy with a Chinese supremacy, this backdrop of the Jews running China and running them into war with the West as well. All of this is being done by Jews. Everything he's talking about being done. Nigeria, who's doing the economic uh, destruction of West Africa and East Africa right now? Jews. We know this information. In South, in South Africa, the De Beers, the Oppenheimers, Jews. We know who's doing it, but he doesn't want us to talk about Jews. That's how we know that what we're doing now, we're hitting right over the target. Because he has to call in and then mention a bunch of different people, but never mention a Jew. I believe because he doesn't want to be identified. I believe Thank Chris you. is actually a host here at RPN. I don't so. think he's a Jew, but I'm saying to say that we shouldn't mention the Jew. To say that we shouldn't mention the Jew on a discussion about who's committing the actual atrocities is directly contradictory to the only thing you can do in any war if you're going to win. You have to know who the enemy is. Thank you. That's very good. And let me add to that with respect to reparations that he also brought up. People should understand that the first slaves in this country were white. There's a, a long history of white slavery. And if anybody's going to be paying reparations, it, it should be the Jews to all of us who they have enslaved through their various forms of mind control and especially trauma-based mind control through things like circumcision. They are the ones who should be paying reparations. Again, it is the Jews, like Io said. Paul from California, what would you like to say? All the time. There we go. So what I wanted to say, <coughs> pardon me for a second, <coughs> um, I just on hold for a while. Um, what Io just did, in my opinion, is absolute gold. Uh, was one of the best uh, deconstructions and responses to a call that I've heard him do uh, on a number of different appearances. And yes, Chris is a host. He does. He was ba basically doing his own show there. But he's done that before, like many other people. Well, they'll they'll throw in the little caveat of whoever they are. Okay, that makes me sick. That's why I have no patience for politics and all the various clips you can find on the internet of people talking about. Oh, the globalists and this, that, and the other, and they just won't name the problem. So, <clears throat> I literally, I want to pin a medal on your chest for what you just did there because <clears throat> because he he does that on his show. And by the way, probably a year or more ago, I called into his show one time to sort of bring up that subject. And yes, there's a lot of people that 
just think it's okay to talk around the problem, but never name the elephant in the room. Uh, my final parting shot here is I initially called in as one of those reactions, Janice. You'll appreciate this. When I heard Nancy's call, as a man, I'm driving around and I'm going, hey, Nancy, if you don't own the equipment, shut up. I don't care what right. your registered right. nurse mother <laughs> says, right? And the idea that that Dan would call in afterwards and say, well, you know, if you want to do it, it's okay. Good God, who would want to do that ever? This is, this is it. You're exactly correct, Janice. This is a, a literally torturing of helpless people. We've all been indoctrinated that we should take the needle, that should we, we should get circumcised, we should have our tonsils out. All these things have been programmed. So you two people together on this show, I really appreciate both of you, you name the problem and you name who it is, and I wanted to thank you for that. And, Nancy, go back to wherever it is you're coming from because the stuff that you said about race, too, God and nature himself puts divisions between the race and, in many cases, put geographical separation between the races, and he made us different. So your sentiments, in my opinion, don't mean anything. I think Io has the proper sentiments towards race, and I believe I do as well. Thanks for hearing me. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Io, you want to respond to Paul? No, that's such a winner. I can't come behind that with anything, but a thank you for the call. Let's get it one more in there. <laughs> right on. Francis in North Carolina, what would you like to say? Hello. There you are. Hey, folks. There you are. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I have a question uh, for Io is, I presume it, uh, there is a site online, even though uh, your communications or whatever online are obviously being watched every second of the day, for that matter, but do you have a site, per se, online where people can go and access information as far as communication goes, as far as uh, deriving how they can get together and so forth, uh, preferably in their own state or whatever have you, and then eventually communicate with other people in other states? No, so I have a website where we have products that we sell, our book, Jews are the problem, things of that nature. Um, online, they block me in a lot of different places. So right now, I do more spots like this where I talk about things. But now that you mentioned it, what I'll do, because I'm feeling like we're getting close to that time, we'll look at something because it's the perfect year. It's an uh, election year. Let's say around by summertime, we're going to come up with some place in the country where we can meet, I'll stay in touch, uh, and, and she'll, uh, Janice, and she'll keep you all informed. And we'll talk about maybe the right place for us to have some kind of convening, maybe an outdoor thing when it's warm, and we come together and we organize it properly, have good security, and we talk about this thing in a very public place, uh, conducive to both black, black and white community can come to. So okay. let me start working on that. I like that. Thank you for that for that uh, suggestion. It's an excellent one. All right. Thank I you, Fred. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend. We got one more caller. I'd really like to give him a chance to speak, and then we get the show's at an end. Thank you, Francis, for your question. It's an important one. Um, Jason, what would you like to say? Hey, guys. Uh, great show. Um, the the rite of passage is excellent, of, of course, uh, you know, when the people turn 18 or so they could decide whatever they want to do but yeah don't torture the kids and desensitize their bodies in any way and number two um i remember I, you mentioned um who who what other organizations that are good to connect i thought um 
the Tactical Civics is an excellent um, organization to collaborate with because they're all about getting grand juries together and militias together to to hold um, uh, the, our so-called officials accountable and and uh, put them put them to task, right? Hold their feet to the fire. So they're growing like crazy, just like you guys. So I think that if you look up Jeff Jeff Calhoun and TacticalCivics.com, they're a really good one to uh, to connect with. Would you mind emailing me a link to this person? Or to uh, this website? Yeah, yeah tac- tactic- Yeah, yeah, I'll, I could email you. What's, what's your email? Janice Barcello at Yahoo.com. And then I'll pass it on to Aya also. All right, excellent. All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All Let right, me say Io. something real quick. Can I say something really quickly? Because yes, I always forget to do this. Yeah. Uh, if you want to purchase the Jews Are the Problem book, which I think you should get, or you can go get In Black and White, um, the, the video series. We now have it in uh, regular DVD and Blu-ray. You go to MoneyTreePublishing.com and then go to shop, and then you can go to get Jews Are the Problem or In Black and White. You can get it all on the website, MoneyTreePublishing.com. So that's basically your website and where people would go to find information about you and um, the things that you've created? Well, they can email me at truth at jewsaretheproblem.com. That's truth, T-R-U-T-H, at jewsaretheproblem.com. Or they can uh, can put in uh, jewsaretheproblem.com, and it'll take them to the Money Tree uh, Publishing site as well to contact all right, we're getting some interference here. I'm not sure what that is, but we are at the end of the show. Um, Io, every time I have you on, I really appreciate the, the conversation. I hope we get to do it again soon in the near future as things move forward with this, because I'd really like to be a part of what you're creating. So let's stay in touch. Everybody else, thanks for listening. Callers, thank you for calling in and commenting. Frank, thank you for being my producer, and thank you, everybody, RBN. Okay. Bye, Take care. We'll be back again. Bye, everybody. Talk to you guys soon. All right. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. This is RBN.
The Republic Broadcasting Network.